Everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Oh, guys, it has been a while since I've done this podcast. And if you guys have been following um, the Twitter account for the Punky Brewster Stats, uh, Punky Power slash Silver Spoons podcast, or the Instagram or the Facebook page, then you probably already know, um, I've talked about my dad on the podcast and how he, um, was suffering from cancer, lung cancer, and, um, I can't believe it's, it's already been two weeks since my dad, he passed away two weeks today. And let me tell you, for those of you that have lost a parent or a close family member to this disease, because let me tell you, this disease, guys, cancer is everywhere. And it's almost like you think you can turn a blind eye to it. I mean, you know that it's there and everything, but until it really hits you, like, somebody in your family has it, then it really, really hits home. Um, <laughs> it's been really difficult, and I'm sorry to be a downer, but, um, and I'm sure those of you out there who have lost someone can kind of understand <laughs> what I'm going through right now. It is really, really hard. Um, for the last two weeks off and on I've been having dreams about my dad and you'd think it's like that's great you know but <laughs> they're not good dreams and uh, it's, it's just hard it, it really is you, um, you know not just on me but on my, my sister and my grandma for losing her son and for Pam, my dad's girlfriend of almost 20 years. It's hard on all of us and it's going to take a while to, to continue to move on. And, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time. I, I want to thank all of you out there who have reached out to me through the podcast, guys. Thank you so much for that. That means so much to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, the last episode I did of the podcast was a sad episode. It was the hospital episode where Edward, Ricky's father, was in the hospital with, um, I think it was uh, gallbladder surgery that he had to have and I'm sorry if, if that episode was a, a trigger for, for anyone I apologize but make up for it today because we're getting a fun episode we're getting a fun episode entitled Mr. President 
This episode aired on November 19th, 1983, and this episode has a 7.8 rating. This is two points above the last episode. The highest episode so far, and I've only done four episodes for season two so far, the highest episode at 8.7 is the season two episode one, Passports to Pleasure. Then we have Attack of the Giant Frog People at 8.3. Uh, Fair to Remember, 7.6. The Hospital also is at 7.6. And then we have 7.8 with Mr. President. So this episode was just before th- it was just before Thanksgiving so, or, or maybe November 26th no I think Thanksgiving would have been that would have been before the 26th I don't know alright after being elected study body president Ricky has to deal with a rival school's vandalism why isn't that up to the school's discretion? Well, we'll find out. I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Why? I mean, I get he's a student body president, but that would be the school itself, their jurisdiction. Oh, we get a little dream fantasy. He, Ricky dreams that he is the president of the United States. Well, good for you. What kid, seriously, has? I know I haven't. I have not fantasized about being the president of the United States when I was a child. I never did that, but... (laughs) This episode was directed by Jack Shea, which most of these episodes are. We have David W. Dicklin, the creator. We have Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, also creators. It was written by David W. Dicklin, who you guys know wrote on Punky Brewster. Created it. Bob I-L-L-E-S. I don't know how to pronounce this man's last name. Um, James R. Stein. Martin Cohen, also the creator. Howard Leeds, who also created Small Wonder, which I'm doing on the Looking Back on My Wonder Years and Wonder Years podcast. I'm doing that over there. So if you guys want to check out Small Wonder, which I've only covered four episodes of season one so far. Um, Ben Starr, also, there are a lot of creators on this show. Uh, We got some connections. We got the love boat. In Ricky's daydream, the Russians capture the love boat. Oh, boy. Dance Fever, mentioned by Ricky. All right. We have soundtracks. Battle Hymn of the Republic. Isn't that dun 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 Isn't that that? Like, okay. Oh, we get a quote from Ricky Stratton. Most incredible of all, I've gotten post office employees to be polite. Edward Stratton the third. Retaliation isn't always the answer. Derek Taylor. This man is wise beyond all his years. Derek, I swear. You've said that before. You've said that to Edward before, I think. Derek Taylor. This country hasn't had a good vice president since Agnew. Oh, I bet Derek is going to like run for like uh, vice president under Ricky, right? I am surprised that Derek isn't going to... Or maybe he might be running against Ricky as class president. But... Who, um... Who would vote for Derek? <laughs> I get the impression that kids do not... The girls definitely don't like Derek. He is a creep. 
and they realize that. Alright, so before I officially get into this episode, I'd like to let you guys know, if you haven't already, the new listeners, thank you for jumping on board. I hope you've listened to Season 1. If you would like to follow along with the podcast, you can do so at Silver Spoons Podcast on Instagram, or together we're going to find our way, a Silver Spoons Podcast, which you can also, if you're already following along from the Punky Power Podcast, keep doing so because that's how you're going to get updates on future episodes. So, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. Also... You can subscribe to iTunes. I believe it is also on Podbean and on, of course, SoundCloud, which you're probably... Most of the listeners, I think, are coming from the SoundCloud feed, which is cool. Now, you know, just because I'm doing Silver Spoons now doesn't mean that you guys can't email me or, or, or we can't talk about Punky Brewster anymore. I would love... To talk about Punky Brewster. I I miss it. You know, I'm covering Small Wonder. And one of the um, previews before the disc, the menu comes up, is of Punky Brewster. And I still get those emotional feels. And I look back and I'm like, I covered that show. I remember that episode. And just... I mean, yes, I know Silver Spoons is not the same as Punky Brewster. They are two completely different shows, even though they're created by the same guy. But I miss it, guys. I I miss our little Punky Brewster. (laughs) I mean, Ricky's great and all, but I kind of have a hard time relating to him because not just because he's a boy, but because, well, it kind of comes from money. I mean, I guess... You can relate to some of the lessons that he's learning, but... Alright, guys, I've talked enough. Um, as I've said, thank you so much for those that have reached out to me in um, the time of the passing of my dad. And um, just just thank you so much. I, I'm grateful for all of you listeners, and I hope that you continue to enjoy the podcast. So, alright, guys. Let's do this. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for a fun episode today. We open up on the living room. Oh, they got a fire going in the fireplace. Um we get that train again, everybody. Get that train as we see it outside the window. There's like four people on the train. And we get an applause from the audience. It's like I don't think we saw that train in the last episode, or maybe the last one either. Maybe it's been a bit since they've ran that train. Maybe they can't run it every single episode, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, because it's like, you run it every single episode, that's kind of good. I mean, it is a cool train, don't get me wrong, it's cool, but it's gonna, like, the funness of it's gonna wear off if you're seeing it all the time. It's like... Bring it back every once in a while. Maybe every few episodes or something. Alright, well it is definitely winter time as we see the Stratton clan in their winter garb. We got Ricky and Edward. Looks like, is that an ice skate? Were they going ice skating? Oh yeah, because Ricky's holding an ice skate. So is Kate. And I think maybe... I don't know, Dexter, he he seems 
like he would not be too big on the ice skating, but I could be wrong. He maybe he's got a he's got a uh, a fun side we don't know about because we've just recently been introduced to Dexter, so we don't know a whole lot lot about him other than he's really like prim and proper, buttoned up, all about the rules. Dexter heads right over that fireplace as he's like putting his hand near it, and he's like, ah, warmth. They've probably been outside for a bit. <laughs> so Kate and Edward kind of talk about how, wow, that was fun, you know. I haven't been ice skating in years. And Edward's like, yeah, me too. And Ricky did great for himself. I mean, he did a figure eight. And Ricky's like, yeah, I did. Especially that last turn where I wound up on my butt as he's rubbing his behind. Like, uh, you fall on your butt on that ice. It's gonna hurt. You probably might even have a bruise. <laughs> I remember the one and only time that I ice skated. It wasn't even a, it wasn't a skate pond. Um, there was a lot of, like, trees there. And I kept falling on my butt. Like, constantly. And I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah. That was fun. I haven't gone ice skating in years. Neither have I. Sure was worth it. It was a momentous occasion. Rick did his first figure eight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I don't think it counts when you do the last loop on your rear end. <laughs> oh, Ricky says, I don't think it counts when you did your last loop on your rear end. <laughs> so, uh, Dexter's gotta head out. He's got to go to a state address some with Richard Nixon. Oh, he wants to catch it on TV. And he says something about how Richard Nixon promised to tape it for me off the television. So this is 1983. VCRs are available and they do tape stuff off the television at this point, I think. Kate says, oh, well, that's going to be on, on, on TV. You'll never make it home in time. And... Edward's like, yeah, well, why don't you, you know, just stay here. We're all going to watch it anyway. And you can watch it with a real live president as Edward puts his arm around Ricky. And Ricky's like, dude. So I think we're going to find out that Ricky is running for class president. That's kind of an interesting way to kind of sneak in the start of this plot. So... Ricky, we haven't seen him in school yet. It's not something like there's a buildup where Ricky's in class and the teacher's talking about upcoming student elections and stuff like that. It's Oh, Dexter's been invited to Richard Nixon's home to watch the uh, State of the Union address. And then Kate mentions, like, oh, that'll be on in a few minutes. Like, you're never going to make it in time. And Dexter says, well, Richard Nixon promised he'd tape it for me or something. Watch a speech here with another president. Dad. Ricky was elected student body president of Shallow Springs Junior High School. Well, congratulations, Richard. I mean, Mr. President. He's <laughs> only been in office a week already. The kids think he's the best president they ever had. Oh? See, I had a meeting with the people in the cafeteria. I got them to put meat in the meatloaf. <laughs> Okay, I'm a bit angry. Um, he's been in, uh, Ricky's been student body president for a week. Why didn't we get to see any of that? I thought this episode was going to be about us seeing him 
<clears throat> running for student body president. I, that I would have wanted to see. Like him, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> collecting votes, maybe having to run against his friend, stuff like that. We didn't even get to see that. That's not fair. I am very disappointed. This this episode's getting a low rating for me. I'm sorry. I'm very angry right now. This is not fair. Writers, why didn't you think that we, the viewers, didn't deserve to see Ricky running and getting that presidency? I would have loved to have seen it. But apparently, they don't think it's that important to us to have to see it. Okay. So, Ricky tells his dad, you know, Edward's all bragging about his son. Like, my son's a student body president, and look what he's done so far. Ricky says that he's gotten the cafeteria to put real meat in the meatloaf. Good. Great. Doorbell rings, and we got Derek and Freddie. Where's JT? They're coming in, and we can definitely tell it's still, you know... Winter by Freddy's garb here. He's got the earmuffs and all that Derek's got is just a regular coat with a scarf around his neck. And the door is open, so I'm guessing they're not going to be staying too long or maybe it's for Dexter's on his way out. So we learn that Freddy is the VP or Veep as he likes to call. Isn't there a show or wasn't there a show called Veep that had uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus? She played Elaine on Seinfeld. I never watched, I watched Seinfeld, but I never watched Veep. Doesn't it also have Anna Chlumsky from uh, My Girl in it too, I think? Let me check. So I guess that show Veep is about uh, the vice president of the United States. And the final season is starting sometime this year. Mar at the end of March, I think. Um, apparently I can also, since I have the Prime, Amazon Prime, I could check it out if I wanted to. But I've never even watched The West Wing. And I hear a lot of good things about it. I'm not big on the whole government show stuff, so... So, Eddie, or Eddie, <laughs> Freddie, like, really shakes Dexter's hand as Edward um, introduces Freddie to Dexter. Like, really, like, enthusiastically shakes his hand to the point where Dexter, like, kind of has to pull his hand away and out of Freddie's grasp. He's got a strong grasp for a 12-year-old. Um... Kate chimes in, you know, asking the boys, like, would you like some hot cocoa? And Derek answers for both he and Freddie, like, oh no, by the way, Miss Summers, may I say that that sweater fits you very, uh, adequately, like, oh, well, no, Derek was starting, like, oh, no, thank you, well, you see Miss Summers, and he zeroes in on her shirt. By the way, that's a stunning outfit. And Ricky, is he looking at Kate's outfit? <laughs> I thought that Kate was going to be a little, like, uncomfortable because she's kind of looking down at her shirt, but then she looks up and smiles politely. So I'm going to play this clip. Uh, Derek says, we are rather in a state of distress. Aren't we Frederick? As he puts his arm around Freddy. And I'm surprised. Freddy looks at Derek like, don't you, don't. Don't put your arm around my shoulder. We're 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 not friends. I I don't like you, Derek. Hey guys, come on in. Uh, Dexter, you know Derek. 
This is Freddie, Rick's vice president. Oh, you can call me Veep. <laughs> Would you gentlemen like a cup of hot cocoa? Ah, uh, no, thank you. You see, Miss Summers. By the way, that's a stunning outfit. Uh, we're rather in a state of distress. Aren't we, Frederick? I told you to call me Veep. <laughs> Sorry, Veep. It seems that one of our rival institutes of learning, Willow Cove Junior High School, has, in a wanton act of juvenile delinquency, absconded with our school statue. Oh. They stole Sammy Spartan? Yeah. All they left was his foot. <laughs> we can't let these guys get away with this. Tomorrow we've got a pep rally. We're supposed to parade around Sammy Spartan. We're gonna look pretty silly march out on foot. <laughs> Why don't we leave this problem to Ricky and all the president's men? Uh, before you leave, you want to hear uh, Derek's idea of getting back a Willow Cove? Ah, uh, Freddy. He said we should put a sworn killer bees in their shower room. Okay. <laughs> He's such a veep. <laughs> I, I merely blurted that out in a fit of pique. I, 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 I confess I, I was a little furious at the time. I, I still am a bit. In fact, my anger makes me poor company. No, Derek. Your personality makes you poor company. <laughs> Good jest, Richard. Guys, for what it's worth, I think you better think this over very carefully. Retaliation isn't always the answer. This man is wise beyond all our years. You're right, Mr. Stratton. After all, the good book advises us to leave vengeance to the Lord, to turn the other cheek. Peace. Oh, Derek, 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 Derek. <laughs> I gotta go over what this kid said. His words are so prim and precise. He is so fake. He's so fake. No, Freddie looks at Derek. He's like, I told you to call me Veep. And Derek's like, <laughs> Okay, Veep. How many of you out there think that Freddie's going to use his power as a Veep? And that that's just, it's going to go to his head. I feel it. I feel it. I love how Derek refers to school as an institute of learning. And he says that Willow Cove, another, it's a rival school, a rival junior high, has struck out and decided to steal their mascot, which is made of metal. And the only thing left of him is his metal foot, which Freddy pulls out of his bag. Poor Ricky is left with I don't know what to do. It's like we're supposed to have a pep rally. And we're all supposed to like dance around the mascot. This big tall metal mascot. And it's going to look pretty weird if we're just dancing around a foot. <laughs> so, <laughs> Freddy ever the big mouth Freddy um, who likes to blab secrets. Freddy says how Derek wants to get back at them by putting killer bees in their in the rival school's boys locker rooms shower stalls of course 
you know, Freddie is blabbing all of this to Edward, Dexter, and Kate. And meanwhile, Derek is trying to be, you know, prim proper. I'm not a bad guy. No matter what just came out of Freddie's mouth. So, <laughs> yeah, um... Derek tries to backtrack by saying, like, oh, I admit that I um, reacted in anger at the time when I found out about that. And uh, I reacted hastily. But, and then he goes to quote the Bible. And Edward finally steps in and says, boys, I think you need to think long and hard before you make any rash decisions. Not to mention, Ricky, you are the studi body, studi, the student body president. I, you being involved in any type of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, I can't think of it. Like for every action, there's a reaction. Um, revenge, revenge isn't, I mean, I guess you could call it revenge. I'm thinking of another word. I can't think of it at the moment. But um, Edward just says, boys, you really need to think before you make any decisions because that could reflect on you. Especially, you know, Ricky, you're the student body president. So Kate says, hey, um, Edward, Dexter, why don't we leave these three, the president and the president's men alone to uh, decide what they want to do. Sammy Spartan, because they go to Shallow Springs Junior High. So I'm guessing, as I've said in a previous episode, I believe that that's where they live, Shallow Springs, New York. This foot that Ricky is holding here is spray-painted bronze, but it looks just like a regular shoe. It most likely is a regular shoe. It's not made of metal. Otherwise, it would probably weigh quite a lot. Retaliation. Thank you, Edward. That is a word that I was thinking of. I couldn't think of it. Thank you, Ed for Edward, for putting that in my mind. So when Edward gives that piece of advice, that's where Derek is like, this man is wise beyond all our years. He said something like that to Edward in the past. Derek says the good book advises us to leave, uh, leave vengeance to the Lord. Yes, yes, do that. To turn the other cheek. And then Derek holds out two fingers doing the peace sign. Peace. Peace. So with the adults out of earshot, Derek steps up to Ricky and kind of whispers like, Rick, we gotta do something. We gotta zap these scudswads. So Ricky's like, Derek, what happened to turning the other cheek? And Derek is like, well, as soon as we let those bees loose, <laughs> they'll be turning a lot of cheeks. Because uh, they're going to be letting those killer bees loose in the bathroom stall. No, the shower stalls of the boys' locker room or something like that. Like, Because those boys are going to be like showering and then the bees will come out of the shower head and sting them to death. Why are you going all bees and Thomas J for my girl on, on, the, on these rival boys? I mean, come on. They stole your mascot. Seriously? And you're going to, like, attempt to murder these kids? I don't think that mascot is really worth uh, getting a jail sentence over, Derek. <laughs> Rick, we got to zap those scuzzwads. This is war. Derek, what happened to turn the other cheek? Hey, as soon as we let those bees loose in the shower room, they'll be turning a lot of cheeks, huh? Let's go, Derek. This foot is heavy. Shut up, Freddy. Call me Veep. 
shut up, Veep. So Freddie's complaining, like, come on, Derek, let's go. This foot is heavy. And Derek's like, shut up, Freddie. And Freddie's like, call me Veep. So Derek's like, fine, shut up, Veep. That foot is not heavy. It is a gold or bronze spray-painted boot, probably from some random store or some, somewhere. <laughs> um... Derek and Freddie leave. I thought the door was open. Hey, we see Phil. Phil's in the background. You know, um, that little, uh, stuffed mannequin? Yeah, he's wearing, like, a, a, a gold-colored dinner jacket with a black, big, a big black bow tie. Um, now Edward is gonna probably sit down with Ricky and just kind of go over stuff with him about how do you want to handle this situation, son. Now that your friends are gone, I can talk to you sensibly. So, Edward sits down on the couch next to Ricky and says, son, you're in a, a bit of a predicament here. So he says, well, it's kind of a tough problem, huh, son? And Ricky's like, yeah, yeah, it is. So Edward, of course, wants to dish out advice. He's like, well, Rick, in my opinion, I think it's a mistake. And Ricky cuts him off, looks at his dad, he's like, dad, let me handle my own mistakes. He's probably, like, you know, I'm the thinking to himself, I'm the student body president, I need to set an example, I need to take care of this. Buddy, yes, you're the student body president, but you can't, you are not hands and shoulders above the school officials. Let the school take care of this. That is their job. Your job is to help run bake sales, earn money for class trips and other clubs and everything like that. Your job isn't to go and seek retaliation against another school because they stole your, stole your mascot. These, this rival school most likely broke and entered into your school. So that is a matter for the school officials and most likely the police. Granted, it's just a statue. I don't know how much the statue costs. But, I mean, it's still, it's still, it's, it's, um, it's still stolen property. But I want to play this clip here. It's kind of a tough problem, huh, son? Yeah. Real tough. Well, Rick, in my opinion, it's always a mistake to put yourself Dad? in a... Let me make my own mistakes, okay? I'm the president, and the buck stops here. Okay. Hey, guys, time for the president's speech. Ricky's like, Dad, just let me make my own mistakes. You know, I'm the student body president. The buck stops here, as in, let me take care of this myself. I was elected student body president for a reason. My classmates, they will follow me and agree with whatever decision I make. So, Edward's like, yeah, you're right, son. I'll, I'll let you do that. 
Uh, President's speech is on, and this is where we get the dream secret se sequence with Ricky as we get the um, the little uh, fantasy blurry screen coming up. So a voice comes on overhead and says, Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. So we get a shot of the President's office. The chair whirls around, and it's Ricky dressed in a very nice suit. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, I am sorry to interrupt, interrupt Dan's fever. I don't think the president really cares what he's interrupting. I mean, if you're watching, like, This Is Us or, or, or some other big show on TV. Oh, he addresses... Uh, the U.S. says, my fellow Americans. Okay. So, Ricky says, I thought I'd let you know how the presidency is going. It's going awesome. He's eliminated pollution, reduced the budget. And most important of all, I've gotten post office employees to be polite. I don't even think I see my post office person, whoever's dropping off the mail. It's like, once they, I mean, once they drop the mail off and they walk away, that's when I'll go out and get the mail, but... I'm not going to openly converse with them. <laughs> I mean, they're busy, you know? It's cold outside still. So Ricky's like, I know what you're all thinking. Way to go, Prez. Now I know what you're thinking. Also, what about nuclear disarmament? So Ricky's got a picture here of an uh, island located between the Soviet Union and the U.S. What are you going to do with said island, Ricky? So, Ricky proposes that they take one of the nuclear bombs and transport it to that little island. And in return, he hopes that Russia would bring one of their nuclear bombs to this island. Uh, okay. Are kids following this? I don't get it either. I mean, maybe they do. I don't. That island, drawing up an island looks like a cross between a, um, a submarine and a piece of pie. Oh, okay, so I get it. He wants to put every single bomb nuclear weapon on this island until there is no weapons of mass destruction anywhere whatsoever. Oh, of course you have to appoint a man who you know and trust to watch over the bombs. Oh, the man he wants to appoint to watch over these bombs is Jerry Lewis, and we get a cray-cray looking photo of Jerry Lewis. Didn't he? He recently passed away, I thought. Jerry, I swear he just passed away like last year. Let me look. Okay, I was off by a year. He actually passed away in August of 2017. Wow. Wow, this August will be coming up on two years. So, uh, President Ricky says, thank you. That's all for now. Thank you and good night. So I'm going to play this clip. This is just... It's goofy. I really hope this isn't going to be the entire episode. I don't. I really hope this isn't the whole fantasy taking up the entire episode. Because this is like short and sweet. Make it short and sweet. Let's move on to figuring out how we're going to handle the rivalry school's uh, stolen property of Sammy... I forgot his last name. The mascot. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. My fellow Americans, 
I'm sorry to interrupt Dan's fever. But this shouldn't take long. I just thought I'd let you know how our country's going. It's going awesome. After only one week in office, I've eliminated pollution, reduced the budget, and most incredible of all, I've gotten post office employees to be polite. Now, I, I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, way to go, Prez. But hey, what about nuclear disarmament? Huh? Well, it's been on my mind, too. And I think I've got an idea. Here we have an uninhabited island, located exactly halfway between the Soviet Union and the United States. I propose that we take one of our nuclear bombs and transport it to this island. In return, Russia would bring one of their nuclear bombs to this island. And then a bomb, and a bomb, and a bomb, and a bomb, until every nuclear device is on this island. And then we appoint a man we all trust and respect to watch over the bombs. A man like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> That's all for now. Thank you, and good night. So, Kate Summers now as Secretary Winters lets President Ricky know that a Vice President Freddie Lippincottleman is there. So, Ricky says, alright, President Ricky says, alright, send him in, and he decides he's got roller skates on. Of course, I've never roller skated on carpet before. Usually, it was I only roller skated at a skating rink. But uh, he's doing. He's just skating on the carpet. He starts getting a little cocky with the, like hey, I'm gonna put a, a foot in the air, and then he's going behind the desk. Goes to answer the phone, kaboom, he falls. Like, yeah, even on carpet, if you're not careful. But it's carpet, which is good. So you're not going to bruise your butt bone as much as if you were on a hardwood floor. So Freddie goes in there, asks, what's up? And President Ricky says, I'm sending you on a goodwill tour. And Freddie's like, oh, no, again? And President Ricky says, well, I'm sending you to Mexico. And Ricky, or Freddie's response to that is, oh, no, not, no, I mean, they hate me there. Like, well, a lot of people seem to dislike you, Freddie. I, I can't say I know why. <laughs> so President Ricky says, they're willing to give you another shot. When you do the Mexican hat dance, remember, it's around the hat, not on top of it. <laughs> wow. You just it offended a major country. What is wrong with you, Freddie? So Derek comes in, and President Ricky's like, Derek, what do you want? And Derek is like, hey, I'm your right-hand man. I'm your chief of staff. Oh, Derek put a sign on Ricky's back, President Ricky's back, that says, impeach me. And Freddie is just laughing his full head, full head off. So, President Ricky says, all right, Freddie, you got a plane to catch. And Derek, of course, says, hey, Fred, remember what they say. Drink the water. Oh, you're going to kill Freddie. So I'm going to play this scene. This is just hilarious. Hi, Mr. President. What's up? 
sitting you on a goodwill tour, Freddy. Oh, again? <laughs> yes, you're going to Mexico. No thanks. Those guys hate me there. But listen, they're willing to give you another shot. This time, when you do the Mexican hat dance, it's around the hat, not on it. Hi, guys. Derek, what do you want? Hey, I'm your chief of staff, your right-hand man. I'm here to help you, buddy. Funny, Derek. Listen, Freddy, better get going. They gotta catch a plane from Mexico. Okay, bye. Hey, Fred. Yeah? Remember what they say be sure to drink the water. <laughs> okay. So, Freddy leaves, and Derek makes a comment about how we haven't had a good vice president since Agnew. I'm not sure who that is. I'm sorry. I don't follow that stuff. Um, we get Kate coming in and immediately I'm like, whoa, this is whose fantasy now? Because Kate is dressed in spandex from head to toe with what looks like possibly leggings. Like this is, whose fantasy is this? I thought this was Ricky's fantasy. Why would he be fantasizing about Kate wearing spandex? And high heels. And pearls. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> Makes me feel... Ugh. Okay, so Ricky does make a point to say something to, quote-unquote, Miss Winters, being the secretary, after Derek takes one long look at Miss Winters and says, I've died and gone to heaven. Ricky makes a point to point out her outfit saying you are the secretary to the president of the United States not you're not on the Richard Simmons exercise show <laughs> I'm gonna play this clip like good golly well buddy this is your fantasy you dreamed this up not Kate definitely not Edward well I could see Edward thinking about that. But anyway, this isn't their fantasy. It's Ricky's. Wow. I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> Miss Winters, you're my secretary. This is the Oval Office. Not the Richard Simmons show. <laughs> but Mr. Taylor said that you requested that I wear this leotard in honor of Physical Fitness Week. It isn't physical fitness week. It's aluminum siding week. <laughs> Derek, get this through your head once and for all. In my administration, <laughs> women are not to be treated as sex objects. Thank you, sir. Hey, you're right, Rick. Sorry, toots. Miss <laughs> Winters, maybe I can make up for my thoughtlessness. Would you care to accompany me on an inspection tour of Old Faithful this weekend? I'd very much enjoy visiting a scenic wonder with a scenic wonder. Why don't we go to the Grand Canyon instead? Uh, I'd love to. Oh, terrific. We'll take one of those mule rides. I'd enjoy riding a jackass with a jackass. <laughs> So the reason that she's wearing 
said leotard is because the chief of staff here told her it was for physical fitness week and ricky's like it's not physical fitness week it's actually aluminum siding week what the what i don't get that <laughs> Thank you, Ricky, very much for stating the, uh, what should definitely be mentioned to Derek, that in Ricky, President Ricky's Oval Office, women are not to be treated as sex objects. Thank you. I'm applauding. Thank you. Thank you. So, in a way to make up for his misconduct, Chief of Staff Derek decides, would you like to accompany Miss me, Miss Winters, to the the old faithful and an, inspec an inspection tour of old faithful okay he says I'd very much enjoy visiting a scenic wonder with a scenic wonder so Kate looks embarrassed of course Miss Winters looks embarrassed as she takes her glasses off <laughs> As she gets on this, she, this bright, bright smile, like she really wants to, like, she tells him, let's go to the Grand Canyon instead. And he's like, I'd love to. And she's like, great, we'll take one of those mule rides. I very much would enjoy riding a jackass with a jackass. Oh, and the audience just laughs. And they applaud! <laughs> like, yeah, you're calling Derek out. Even President Ricky from over at his desk is grinning at like, <laughs> good one, Kate, you got him. So Miss Winters leaves, Derek pulls out a letter out of his suit jacket and says it's from the Russian ambassador. He forgot to give it to him yesterday, and President Ricky reads the top of it that says, urgent, read immediately. Whoopsie. My bad. The Russians have captured one of their ships. That's what the note says. And Derek is all like, uh... So Derek says a battleship carrier, uh... Oh, no, he says battleship aircraft, or a aircraft carrier or a land cruiser. And Rick looks at him and says, No, the love boat. <laughs> What's the matter? The Russians have captured one of our ships. A cruiser, battleship, aircraft carrier? No. The love boat. <laughs> now, wait a minute. The Russians have captured the love boat? That's right. Even Gopher? <laughs> no doubt that you'll find a, a way to handle this terrible crisis. Thanks, Derek. If you need me, I'll, I'll be in New Zealand. 
So President Ricky here is afraid that um, by making a move, they will start a nuclear war, which, of course, you don't want that. And we see Miss Winters pop into the office there like, oh, even Gopher? So I don't know who Gopher is on um, the love boat. Okay, so Gopher is ship's purser, Gopher Smith, played by Fred Gandy. Um, I really have not seen much of The Love Boat. Maybe just an episode here or there when Jeremy would, like, catch it on television back when we had, um, Dish. But I would not have been able to tell one character from the next, to be honest. I was not a frequent watcher of The Love Boat. Love Boat was on for 10 years? From 77 to 87? Oh my goodness. I think some of the episodes of Love Boat that I did watch were, um... One had Rue McClanahan, who played Blanche Devereaux. There was also Betty White on there. There's an episode, a, a couple of uh, a um, Little House on the Prairie. We got uh, Dean Butler, who played El Manzo. Uh, Melissa Gilbert, who played Laura Ingalls. Uh, Melissa Sue Anderson, who played Mary Ingalls. We got Matthew Laberto, who played... Albert Ingalls, so, oh, and also, um, Allison Arngram, who played Nellie Olsen, she was also on there for an episode or two, it's like, wow, they got, oh, Alan Thicke, who played Jason Seaver on Growing Pains, was also in an episode, lot of people, lot of people, um, so, Derek's like, well, we've been through a lot together, Rick, and, um, I'm sure you'll be able to handle this, I will be in New Zealand, so bye, he, basically pieces out. I'm like, see ya, I'm out. You're left to handle this on your own. The Russian ambassador is there, and there's Edward. Okay, this is just really kind of stupid, and replaced kind of with it is stupid. They got Joel Higgins here with what looks like a mustache, but he's got pillows shoved up his suit jacket, like in the front and the back. Who is this he's supposed to pretend to be? So this is, he, Joel Higgins is trying to pull off a Russian accent, and it's just, this mustache that he's wearing, it's just, what is it made out of? Horsetail? Ugh. The President Rick says, hey, why don't you have a seat? And, of course, the Russian ambassador looks at the chair, looks back at Rick like, have you seen how big I am? There's no way I'm fitting in that chair. But he manages to somehow. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the Russian ambassador cannot cross his legs because his legs are very large as well. So President Ricky offers the Russian uh, ambassador a candy cigar. You know, the kind that you, uh, on TV shows they would show... When someone would have a baby, you get, like, the candy. Well, for the kids, we get the candy cigars, and then the adults would get the actual regular cigars. So I'm going to play this clip between President Ricky and the Russian ambassador as they discuss the love boat, and Ricky wants to get it back, and the Russian ambassador does not want to give it back. Care for cigar? I will chew it later. Now what can I do for you, Mr. President? I believe you know what I want. 
Your government has swiped one of our boats. I beg to differ. We have justifiably captured the capitalist spy ship. Bullshoy! <laughs> the love boat is not a spy ship. What do you think? We were born tomorrow? <laughs> Look, the love boat didn't mean to be in your territory. It was a navigational error. Navigational error, my Aunt Olga. That does it. Mr. Ambassador, I intend to take that ship back by force if necessary. Oh, yeah, you and what army? United States Army. Oh, big talk. I'm shaking in my mucklucks. See, America's more than a country. It's a dream. with Joel Higgins trying to fit into this chair in a fat suit with pillows. It's just a big comedic bit, and then he's trying to cross his legs, which he can't because they're too heavy. And President Ricky goes on about uh, the love boat, and the Russian ambassador says, well, it was in our territory. And President Ricky says, well, it was a navigational error, and they kind of go back and forth. President Ricky says, we'll take it back by force if we have to. I'll get the U.S. Army. And I like how um, the Russian ambassador is like, ooh, I'm shaking in my mucklucks. <laughs> so President Ricky goes on to make a speech about all the hardworking people in America, from the people that make the bread to the people that deliver the morning paper and everything. And... He says, you tell your people we are willing to fight to get the love boat back. And it's just, it's simple. Like, okay, I'll tell them. And we get an applause from the audience. Just, you know, thanking Joel Higgins for this uh, slap happy fiscal gag of trying to get out of the chair. <laughs> and... Like, good for you. You did a good job. All right, now we get Dexter dressed as a general. Ricky's still wearing those roller skates. <laughs> I wonder if Ricky Schroeder could actually skate. He probably could. I mean, like I said, it's on carpet, so you're not really going to bruise your butt if you do fall. Because he did fall. And I kind of wonder if that was, he was, the character was supposed to fall or whether he fell of his own accord. 
because he lost his balance. So, President Ricky breaks the news to the general that we are on the verge of a war. The general is excited. He says, my men are in top condition. With their training, their hand-to-hand combat, their field maneuvers. Plus, they've done a lot of jazzercise. (laughs) As the general proceeds to put his fists at his hips and put one leg up at a time. Like, oh, that's adorable. And he says, we will defeat them on the land, in the air, in the sea. As he's got that little riding crop thing that he's, like, whipping in the air. It's like, do you just hit poor Rick, President Ricky in the face? He says, we will drive them into the ground. We will vanquish them. And then he stops, takes his head off, looks at President Ricky, says, by the way, who's the enemy? Uh, and Ricky says, well, it's Russia. Oh, this is not good. Not good at all. And... Um, General Stuffins puts his head in his hands. President Ricky's like, is there a problem, General? And he looks at President Ricky and says, well, I was kind of hoping for the Falklands. Like, what, the Falkland Islands or something? So President Ricky is like, can you, are you telling me you can't handle the Russians? And General Stuffins is like, no. And he stands and says, America is more than a country. It is a dream. As the music plays overhead. So he goes into the same spiel that President Ricky did with the whole Just Ask Mary, who's making breakfast for the kids and the people that make the grains to make the bread and little Tommy or who William or whoever who delivers the paper. Oh, he did. Ricky does mention, like, I gave that speech already. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. We don't need to hear it again. <laughs> So, President Ricky tells General Stuffins to surround Russia with a fleet. And he says, I want you to win one for the Ricker. Like, oh, are you kidding me? With the Ricker. I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. Are we going to drop this Ricker stuff eventually? I know it's, like, early on season two. But I've been over it since the first time the Ricker popped out of his mouth. So, General Stephens heads out to give the orders to his troops, and Edward comes in, dressed as Edward? (laughs) Edward comes in with a paper, son, I heard what happened. Like, oh yeah, dad? And Edward holds up the paper, Washington Herald, Russia surrounded by 7th Fleet. It also says media wins in high court. Don't know what that is. So Edward says, I know what the Russians did was wrong, but if you stoop to their level, but if you retaliate, you're stooping to their level. So this is a nice little tie-in to the whole thing with the rival school's vandalism. So I'm going to play this clip, so hopefully this kind of wraps up that storyline and what Ricky's going to do. i got to say, I am not a fan. This, to me, is like <laughs> the worst episode so far of season two. And this is only the fifth episode. Son? Hello, Dad. I heard what happened. You mean there's a news leak? (laughs) Now, Rick, I know what the Russians did was wrong, son, but if you retaliate, you're just stooping to their level. But, Dad, our country's pride is at stake. Son, this could escalate into a big fight with knives and chains and nuclear bombs. get hurt. Dad, I'm not going to let it come to that. Once I show those crumb bombs that I mean business, they'll back right down. See, that's the hot one. 
They're backing down already. Yellow. <laughs> yes, I'll accept the charges. <laughs> the Soviet premier, Yuri Andropov. <laughs> no, I'm not removing all warships until you return the love boat. And I want it back in a hurry, Yuri. <laughs> What'd you call me? Oh, yeah? Well, why don't you just walk to the edge of a cliff, Yuri, and drop off? <laughs> you wouldn't dare. Wait a second, I... Ricky that you really need to think about what you're doing because this could escalate into something that's going to get very out of control and out of your hands to the point where you're not going to be able to handle it anymore and President Ricky's like I don't care we need to get the love boat back and he takes a phone call with Yuri is that the Russian ambassador's name and tells him that you need to give me back the love boat and then he tells Yuri to drop off a cliff and then basically Russia is going to implement a nuclear attack on the US Ricky hangs up the phone relays the message to his father it's like what do I do dad and then of course you get a laugh from the audience and then another laugh as Edward says well son you're the president so Miss Winters is on the phone to brief the message that the Russians are going to declare war and launch their missiles at the U.S. in 15 seconds. And this is kind of a, you have 15 seconds to decide, or less than that, to decide what you want to do. Do you want to release our missiles at them? As in, do you want to start this war, or finish this war, I guess you could say. Yes, sir. Russian ICBMs will destroy the United States in 15 seconds. Do you want to launch our missiles at the Russians? Launch our missiles. Missiles launch, sir. <laughs> I've doomed us. Now I'm wiping out their whole population, too. Incoming missiles will explode in five, four, three, two. As I indicated earlier, we are not trying to become a superpower. We are simply trying to maintain military parity with the Soviet Union. We must support the Defense Department's request. Dad, I owe you an apology. You certainly do, son. The president hasn't finished his speech yet. <laughs> 
No doubt. What I meant was you were right about us getting our school stature back without pulling the same underhanded, sneaky stuff those guys pulled on us. Well, I'm glad to hear you feel that way, son. What changed your mind? Hey, I learned my lesson when I sent the Seventh Fleet to recapture the love boat and ended up destroying America. <laughs> So, President Ricky decides to send his missiles to Russia. So, it's like, well, they'll wipe out our population. We'll do the same to Russia. And then Ricky kind of comes back out of this dream sequence. This little fantasy that he's created for himself as the president is talking about Russia and stuff like this. On... on so this was the 80s, right? This was the whole thing with, between the U.S. and Russia and everything. I was born in 82, but I would not have recollected any of that stuff that was going on at the time. Um, so Ricky turns the TV off, and Edward's like, Well, son, we didn't get to hear, like, he says, I'm sorry, Dad. And Edward's like, Well, I'm sorry, too. You just turned off. The president's speech. We didn't get to hear him finish. So Ricky kind of relates to his dad about how this kind of made him think about the situation with the rival schools stealing their mascot and how Ricky's got to come up with something better as far as a better way of dealing with this instead of fighting fire with fire and doing the same exact thing to the rival school that he's going to come up with a better plan to... um I don't, not so much get back at them, but, I mean, he is the student body president, so what he does in regards to this situation is going to, um, I guess, make or break his presidency? I don't know. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna also fall back on the school. Like, what are you gonna do? But, I honestly feel, um... You need to bring this to the school officials, the 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 principal. Let them handle it. That is their job. Your job, like I said, is to help collect money for bake sales, car washes, and help support your school clubs. So Ricky, before he leaves, he says that his decision was based on a. He doesn't say it was a fantasy. He's like, when I almost blew up America because I wanted to get back the love boat. And he walks upstairs. And Edward, Kate, and Dexter are all kind of looking at each other like, what was that about? So we don't get a closing scene after the credits. They just, boom, they come up. I think it just depends on the episode if they have something more to tell afterwards. Um, that, that, in fact, yes, that is the end of the episode. Um... As you heard in the beginning, guy, and throughout this, mm, excuse me, I did not care for this episode. I r- really, really didn't like it. As much as I could give it a one out of five, I'm not going to do that. I'll give it a two out of five. I like Ricky roller skating. I thought that was cute. Um, as the president, and I also liked him turning to Derek and telling Derek that women are not sex objects and should not be um, thought of in that way. Um, Of course, the things I didn't like... This whole fantasy, in a way, 
coincides with the whole um, vandalism or um, the stolen property of the school mascot and how Ricky's going to handle this situation, how he wants to fight fire with fire. Like, they took our mascot, we'll do the same to them. Or they took our love boat, we're going to, if they don't give it back, we're going to retaliate by bombing their country and they're going to bomb, try to bomb our country and this and that and mm, I wanted to see this is the episode that I wanted. I wanted Ricky to be running for student body president, not oh he's been student body, body, body president, student body president for a week. That's the episode I wanted is him running him having to go up, like, against, like, Derek or somebody like that, like a friend, or taking advantage of Freddy or, or, or something to that effect. This episode just, I'm gonna say, honestly, this episode sucked. <laughs> it really, really sucked. I guess my silver spoonful, like I've said, if your student body president for your class... Don't worry about the vandalism stuff or whatever from rival schools. Don't get wrapped up in that because you can be stripped of your title. And who needs that? Student body president would look great on a college application, even though Ricky's in junior high. Um, but yeah, let the school officials take care of stuff like vandalism. Do not go and retaliate because that is going to fall back on you in not a good way. Alright, let's talk about what's going to happen for the next episode coming next week. This one looks better. It's got an 8.5 which is a bit better than 7.8. I can't even believe that Mr. President got a 7.8 to be honest. Um, Driver Ed season 2 episode 6 aired on November 26, 1983 so we're getting close to the end of 83 here. When Edward and Kate go out of town, Grandfather Stratton agrees to teach Ricky how to drive but the lesson takes a wrong turn. He is 12 years old. Why would he need to know how to drive a car? Seriously? Oh my goodness. Let's see. Is there any... Tri There's no trivia. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh, Grandfather Stratton is going to watch Ricky. Oh, they're gonna. he's going to be his babysitter. That's great. Alright, let's say hey to some podcast listeners. Let me just get in here. So hopefully the next episode is going to be better. I think it will be. Alright. We have... SAO Bento Brazil. We have Reno, Nevada, Staten Island, New York, Los Angeles, California, Lawrence, Massachusetts, Manchester, Tennessee, St. Louis, Missouri, Toronto, Canada, Jacksonville, Florida, Marysville, Washington, Clifton, New Jersey, and A-N-T-I-O-C-H, California, Marshfield, Massachusetts, Santa Ana, California, Framingham, Massachusetts, St. Charles, Missouri, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Bulgaria, Sofia, Bulgaria, Yonkers, New York, Melbourne, Australia, Portage, Wisconsin, Bronx, New York, Union City, New Jersey, Sheldon, Iowa, London, United Kingdom, 
Wellesley Hills, Massachusetts, Santee, S-A-N-T-E-E, California, Dorchester, Massachusetts, Dumas, Texas, Russian Federation, Makati City, Philippines, I'm sorry if I butchered that name, Orlando, Florida, New Belden, United Kingdom, Aurora, Illinois, Southport, Australia, Munster, Germany, San Francisco, California, Nordheim, Germany, Baltimore, Maryland, Alexandria, Egypt, Puerto Rico, Hoboken, New Jersey, France, Honolulu, Hawaii, Greenmount, Australia, Romania, Poland, Lunsburg, Germany, Cairo, Egypt, and Orange Park, Florida. Alright, alright guys, I will be back next week with hopefully a much better episode than what I witnessed today. So, alright. Have a great weekend, everybody.